Good morning. Oh, come on. Y'all can do better than that. Good morning. It's a blessing to be in the house of the Lord one more time. Why don't we give God a hand clap of praise? For he is worthy to be praised. Yes, it's another day's journey, and I'm glad about it. Anybody else that's glad about it? We do thank God for this privilege and this opportunity to be in church again. We invite those that are already watching by way of live streaming to let your friends and relatives know they can join us as well. But we who are here, we thank the Lord for blessing us to be here. You know, this is the last Sunday in this Black History Month. And the best way for us to show our appreciation to our God and to those who live, fought, and died for the sake of equality is for us to live with dignity and integrity. You know, we just need to cut out so much of the violence and just love more. And I'm sure that would be pleasing not just to them and their effort, but above all to our God. Let us pray. Father God, you brought us across another week, and we say thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for empowering us to face life's challenges. Yes, there were some problems that we encountered, but we were not distressed. We may have been perplexed, but we were not in despair. May have been persecuted, but not forsaken. Casted down, but not destroyed. Lord, we thank you. We thank you because we know that through Christ Jesus, we have our strength. Father, we ask that you will allow your spirit to fall fresh on each and every one of us. Fill us with your love. Father God, fill us with your peace. Fill us with your grace. Father, we ask that you will order our steps, direct our thoughts. Lord, help us to be good stewards over all that you have placed within our hands. Oh God, God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, Thou who has brought us thus far on the way. Lord, help us, keep us, lead us into the light. Keep us forever in the path of righteousness. We know with Jesus on our side, everything will be all right. We ask that you walk with us, talk with us, and continue to tell us that we belong to you and you belong to us. Thank you now for every church door that's open. We ask that you will bless, touch hearts, and give us the inspiration to leave this place better than we were before we came in. Thank you, Lord. We ask that you will receive this prayer in the precious name of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Our minister of worship and the praise team are coming now to lead us further in the service. Come on, stand to your feet this morning. Oh, we're going to give him glory this morning because he's able to do everything he said he would do. Come on, God. God is able. 
God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Father God, we know whatever we do, we will never be able to give you thanks for your grace and for your mercy. Father God, as we gather here this morning, again, we give you thanks. We thank you for this church. We thank you for our leadership. We thank you for churches that's open throughout this land and country that is open in your name. Father God, we just again want to say thank you. We could never, never, never ever say thank you enough. Father God, this morning, we look up on this city, we look up on this state, we look up on this nation. We pray, Father God, that you would step in and that you would remedy things that it seems to have gotten out of control. Father God, we pray again for this community. We pray for Reverend Buckley, our church leader, our shepherd. Father God, we pray for the mother board. We pray for the deacon board. We pray for all church auxiliaries here at K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. Father God, we pray that you continue to lead us in the way that you would have us to go. Not in the way that we want to go, but Father God, in the way that you would have us to go and things that you would have us to do in your name, for your name's sake. For us in your name's sake, we do pray. Amen. Anybody know his name? Anybody know his name? Anybody know his name? There's only one name that you can be saved. What's that name, y'all? <laughs> yeah, here we go. Come on, sing it with us this morning. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, what's his name, y'all? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Say it again. Come on, help me call it. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Mm, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Love to call the name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Savior, Savior, Savior. Savior, Savior, Savior. Oh, he saved my soul. Healer, 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 healer,
chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellency of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Congregation, all but thanks be to God who gives us the victory our Lord Jesus Christ. Congregation of Him, blessed assurance.
back one more time. This is. can't wait for Friday's Old School Review taking place in the Wheeler Wright Family Life Center at 7 p.m. Tickets are only $5 and you can still pick up yours. Come out for this fun-filled family event. It's sure to be a blast from the past. The 2020 Youth Department Spring Break Trip will take place on Saturday, March the 7th from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Youth ages 5 through 12 years of age can enjoy a day filled with academic, political, and culturally enriching activities in the historic Selma, Alabama. Registration is required and your forms must be completed and returned by today. For more information, please contact Sharon Turner Davis at 601-291-9324. Rehearsals for the Women's Day Choir will take place on Wednesday, March the 4th and the 11th at 5.45 p.m. and Saturday, March the 14th at 10.15 p.m. All ladies are welcomed and encouraged to participate. All graduating high school seniors are highly encouraged to attend the upcoming informational meeting to be held by the Futures Ministry on Saturday, March the 7th, here at Cade in the Old Fellowship Hall. This will take place from 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Make plans to attend the 5th Annual Blessing of the Bikes and Antique Car Exhibit here at Cade on Sunday, March the 22nd from 3 p.m. to 5 for more information and additional details, please see Reverend Marvin Powell or contact him at 601-201-6300. The Sunday School Mission would like to announce its 11th annual Walton Elementary Book Drive. We'll deliver two summer reading books to each student at Walton Elementary on the last day of school. Thank you, Kay Chapel, for making this possible. Attention college graduates, if you've not done so, please be sure to submit your bio form by March the 1st. This form is available on the K-Chapel app or from any member of the Futures Ministry. Ladies, join us on April the 4th as we go shopping at the outlet shops of Grand River in Birmingham, Alabama. The cost is only $50 and seats can be reserved for $25 with the final payment due by March the 15th. Please see Sister Terry Gray for more information. You can sign up in the Old Fellowship Hall. High school senior girls can say yes to the dress for no cost right here at K-Chapel. Join us for Couture Cares Prom Dress Giveaway on Saturday, March the 14th. Registration is required to RSVP. Just text PROM601 to 33777. Today's sanctuary flowers have been donated by Sister Janice Mitchell and family in loving memory and honor of her husband Johnny's 63rd birthday. For the entire month of February, we've been focusing on replenishing the Benevolent Fund. Through your giving, Kate Chapel is able to bless those in the church and beyond. Just in case you haven't been inspired to give yet, here's a few words of encouragement. Benevolence is basically giving to those who are less fortunate than you. They don't have that much clothes on and sometimes they have signs that says, help me, I need food, I'm homeless. It's when you give something to somebody, helping, because we're helping someone that needs it. Just giving because I know if let's if I was homeless and I want somebody else to donate to me, because just it's a good thing to do. Because getting 
Getting isn't as important as important as giving. I would say it's important to give and give a few reasons why. I'll say we need to give now because it's helping people that need it. So we can help people in need. It's important for people to have food. I would just say put yourself in other people's shoes because if you were homeless and stuff, you would want people to give to you. Give generously, K-Chapel, and help us continue to be a blessing to our church family and our community. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com, or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app, but be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Amen. Out of the mouths of babes. We're ready now to recognize those that are visiting with us. We ask now if all of our visitors will please stand. If you're visiting with us, please stand so we can recognize you at this time. Amen. We want you to know that on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Reginald Buckley, and the entire K Chapel family, we appreciate you coming to worship with us today. If you're looking for a church home, you don't have to search anymore. However, if you're just visiting, whenever your schedule will allow you to come back, come back and visit with us, and we'll be glad to have you. But before you sit down, we're going to give you something that you can only get right here at K-Chapel.
in K Chapel. At this time, you will receive information on those that are in need of your prayers and any type of support. Let us continue to pray for all of our bereaved families. Please be in prayer for the Varnell and Flowers families, for they lost one of their loved ones and one of our members, Sister Maggie Lee Varnell. Recently lost loved ones, Miss Bessie Jones lost her niece, Miss Romia Knott. That funeral was held on yesterday at Society Ridge in Jackson, Mississippi. Ramil was also the cousin to Sister Elvira Jones. Mrs. Milan Smith lost her great-granddaughter, Mrs. Saprinica Williams. That funeral was also held on yesterday at New Caney Creek Missionary Baptist Church here in Jackson. We have still in the hospital, the nursing home, or in rehab, Sister Aletha Lewis, Reverend Michael Jones, and Brother Kenny Williams. We have recovering at home, Sister Lynette Dennis, Coach Walter Griffin, Brother Frank Blonson, Sister Marilyn Langford, Sister Vera Collins, and Usher, Brother Darrell Bernard, and little three-year-old Christopher Williams. I have one card that says, thanking him for you. Thank you so much for being so thoughtful. This comes from the Donald family. And as you go out this week, remember as I say, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day, thank God that you can. Amen. 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 Good morning. It is tithe and offering time. On yesterday, I attended a funeral from the Duvall family, of the Duvall family in Port Gibson. The person that was laying there, Jake Duvall, couldn't say a word because he had passed on. Now this morning, we can say something. We can be a part of this service. Let's try good morning again. Good morning, church. Say good morning, God. Good morning, God. Good morning, God. Why we give? It's time now to bless the Lord through our giving. And for those of you that are at home that are visiting with us via way of live screen, there should be a number on the bottom of your screen that you can participate as well. We want to understand why we give. We don't just give just to be given, but there's a purpose in our giving. We understand that fully worshiping God includes offering, which are given primar primary for three reasons here at Kate. We give because it demonstrates our obedience to God's word. We give as a sign of our thankfulness for God's supplying provision in our lives. We give because we want to see God's kingdom grow through the mission and the ministries that occur here and around the world through Cade Chapel. Now the spoken word. From what you have taken and offered for the Lord, everyone is willing is to bring to the Lord an offering of gold, silver, and bronze. May God add the blessing to the hills of his holy and inspired word. And now we will hear praises from our male choir to God. 
means, talents, and self you and use us in the upbuilding of your kingdom. Amen. Come on, let the church say amen. Let the church say amen again. Anybody got a testimony in this house? Can anybody witness that the Lord has been good to you? Can anybody shout he's been good? Brought me from a mighty long way. I got a testimony. You wouldn't believe it. I don't look like what I've been through. I got a testimony. He's been keeping me. Hallelujah. I can truly say I've been blessed. I got a testimony. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. All this month, all this month, we've been hearing some of the testimonies. Stewards of the Story is our sermon series, and we've had opportunities to hear from individuals within our congregation. You've heard some heart-wrenching stories, stories of loss, stories of resilience, stories of just faith, believing that God was going to see us through. The Bible says in 1 Peter 3 and 15 that we should be ready to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you. In other words, when folk ask you, why are you so happy? You ought to be able to give an answer. When folk ask you, how is it that you keep your head up when we know that the storm clouds are lower your life? Be ready to give an answer. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord. This morning, this morning, we've got an answer from someone to tell us their story of salvation, their story of faith, their story of how they came to know Christ. This is our last episode in Stewards of the Story. There, there is audio to that because I've heard it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We'll see what happened to that. While they're, while they're working that out, let us, uh, let me just give a few uh, pastoral emphasis uh, while we uh, work on that. Let me, I, I understand that uh, the Motown Review is this Friday. Is that right? This Friday? Amen. It's going to be in the Family Life Center. Uh, if you don't know how to have fun, stay home. I'm going to say it again. If you don't know how to have fun, this is not your venue. Stay home. Amen. If you have a judgmental spirit about you, stay home. I can't get no help in here. This is the Family Life Center, a place where we celebrate family, we support life, and we know how to have fun in a way that does not distract or discredit our faith here at K Chapel. Amen. Good morning, Amen. K Chapel. God bless I know you. God bless. They're working on it. They're working on it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So we're going to have a good time this Friday. We want you to come out. I, I, uh, where, where is Sister um, Moody? Is she in here? Sister Moody. Um, I know you got the list out. Uh, Bill Withers. Is, is Bill Withers, ain't no sunshine when she's gone? Is that on that list? Ain't no sunshine not on the list. All right. Well, ain't no sunshine. You know, you know I, I had a conversation with Bill Withers. I, asked, I said to him, I said, ain't no sunshine is not good English. You know what he said? 
I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Y'all gonna get it on your way home. You're gonna get it on your way home. You're gonna get it on your way home. <laughs> Y'all so funny. Y'all so funny. Listen, let me also remind you. Let me also remind you. Uh, they're explaining it to somebody in the back. I see you. Y'all get it. Y'all get it. <laughs> Listen, we also will have our benevolent offering at the conclusion of this service. Again, we want to thank you for all that you've done this month for restoring our benevolent fund to the, to the operating level that it has been in, in, in months and years past. Uh, we thank you for that. We don't want you to stop, but we thank you for allowing us to replenish that fund to the level uh, that it was so that we can continue to bless those who are in need in our church family as well as those who are in need throughout our community. Thank God for our young children who already understand that it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Amen. I want you to also keep in mind all of our flood victims, those who were affected by floods uh, this past week. Uh, many are able to get back some into their house, houses. Some are still out. Uh, and so we want to keep them in our prayers and in our minds. If you were affected and you need a, in need of assistance, by all means, contact us here at the church office. Contact our Benevolence Committee. If we can be of need or assistance to you, please let us know. You don't have to go through any storm by yourself. Wish I had a witness in here. You don't have to go through any storm by yourself. Amen. God bless you and God keep you as our prayer. We got a thumbs up, thumbs down. Okay, we will get to that later. That's all right. Choir, come on. Let's bless, let's bless it this morning.
All right, all right. Y'all check it out on Facebook. It'll be on Facebook. Amen, amen. It's a great story. It's a great story, a great story of coming to faith, a great story of coming to faith. And really that's what uh, this last sermon in this series, Stewards of the Story, is about. If you will consider with me a portion of scripture found in the book of Romans, Romans chapter 8. You know this passage. Romans 8 and 28 simply says, we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called them he also justified, and whom he justified them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to preach from the subject. That's my story, and I'm sticking with it. That's my story, and I'm sticking with it. This morning, we bring the sermon series to a close, having first seen in this series that God has called each of us to faithful stewardship of the powerful and prophetic stories that testify of himself. In the first sermon, you will recall that the Lord has placed a great treasure inside of all believers. These believers, the scriptures refer to as earthen vessels. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. In other words, God trusts the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ to the care of mere clay pots. Clay pots. All of us. Nothing but clay, which means that there's no need of any of us bragging or boasting in how good or how pretty or how precious any of us are because if we're anything, it's because of what the Lord has placed inside of us. It's not your pretty clay. It's the precious gift of the gospel of Jesus Christ inside of us that makes us valuable. Then following last Sunday, or Sunday before last, we came to understand that as members of the body of Christ and as members of the local church, that we in fact have another responsibility as living epistles. Not only are we clay pots that hold the great treasure of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but we are living epistles to be read by people. Our lives should then testify of the marvelous work of Christ moving in us, changing us, and transforming our lives. Living epistles means that we must be, our lives must be legibly written so that, so that when people review us and look at us, they know what they're looking at. Living epistles gives credibility to the message of Christ. Living epistles we are that provide support to the miraculous claims of the good news. We are living epistles that offer visible proof and firsthand testimony to the transformative work of the Holy Spirit that yet continues to transform us today. Why? Because none of us is finished yet. Please be patient with me. God is not through 
with any of us yet. And then last Sunday, we saw what it means to be worked on by God as clay in the potter's hands. He makes us, and because we are clay, he remakes us over and over and over again until we're right. Until we become the vessel that he desires for us to be as clay, we must then stay on the potter's wheel while he is at work. And all the while giving us new stories, God gives us new stories while we are on the wheel of life as he molds us, as he centers us upon his wheel, how he pounds pride and arrogance out of us, how he places his hand on the inside of us, how he protects us and keeps his hands around us when the speed of the wheel is increased, how he puts his special design on each of us so that everybody will know we're his children. So this morning, we want to conclude this series by encouraging each of you as stewards of your own personal testimonies to share your story. If the song can make you happy, your story ought to be able to encourage somebody else. If you have a testimony, it is not meant just for you. The story of your faith, the story of your conversion, the story of your relationship with God through Jesus Christ, all of that makes up your testimony. And if you're a believer, you should have a story about your faith. If you're a believer, you should have a story about your development as a disciple. If you're a believer, you should have a story about your journey with Jesus. You should have a story about your walk with the Lord. In fact, that's exactly what the Bible instructs us in 1 Peter 3 and 15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer that to every man that asketh of you the reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Listen to Peter. Be ready to give an answer. Be ready to share your story. Be ready to tell your testimony. Be ready to defend your faith. Be ready to give an affidavit. Be ready to offer a statement concerning your faith and your hope. In other words, be able to tell why you believe what you believe wherever you are. Be able to tell what compels you to trust God. How do you know God is real? I hear you singing the song, but how do you know he's real? Be ready to give an answer. What, what specifically has God done in your life to make you trust him the way you do? Be ready to give an answer. How, how do you know that God walks with you and talks with you? Be ready to give an answer. How do you know that God can do anything? He, be ready to give an answer. Let me quickly offer three things for you to remember, each of us to remember about our stories. Number one, your story has value. Your story has value. What you have gone through throughout your life to make you who you are, all of it has value to it. I'm going to stop for a minute and let that sink in. Everything you've been through, the good and the bad, 
the ups and the downs, the hurts, the pain, the headache, the hiccups, all of that has value to it. Don't waste your story by not appreciating its value. Every storm in your story gave you more staying power. Wish I had a witness in here. Every battle you survived brought about more courage for the next battle. Every scar on your body is a testament not that you've just been in a fight, but that God is a healing power. Every failure is a reminder of God's faithfulness. Every sick day is an opportunity to remind you that God is still a healer. Every time you went without something gave you some more information to know that my God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory. There is value in your story. There's value in your testimony. And you can't go around wasting your story. If you see your scar just as where you got wounded, you're missing the power of the story. Your scar shouldn't just remind you of the fight you've been in. It should remind you of the God that brought you out of the fight. That sick bill shouldn't just remind you of the low time in your life. It ought to remind you that God lifted you up out of that sick bed. Do I have any? There's value in your story. Value in your testimony. And you must not waste your story thinking it to be insignificant. It may very well be the very thing that needs to be heard by somebody else. And the Lord will use your story to affirm someone else who is going through what you've been through. You, you already been through it? Got the shirt? Got the cap? Got a swag bag? And, and, and you can share some of the tips that have helped you to survive that situation. Your testimony is not just to make you happy, it's to make somebody else healthy. Number two, your story is valid. Your story is valid. Here it is. You, you don't have to have, watch this, listen to me. Your story is valid. I, I really need you to hear that. You don't have to have a story that matches somebody else's. Your story is, I really feel like preaching right here. Your story is valid. You, you, you don't have to have a story that mirrors somebody else's story. Your story is valid. Your testimony doesn't have to sound like somebody else's. Your testimony, your story. We, we used to sing a song that said, you don't know what the Lord done for me. You don't know you wasn't there. Don't know when, don't, I wish I had some seasoned saints in this house. You don't know what the Lord has done for 
me. Yeah, in other words, my experience with the Lord is uniquely different from anybody else's and only I can tell my story because you don't know where God brought me from. You don't know how God brought me out. You don't know the battles that the Lord fought. You don't know the enemies that God defeated. You don't know the devils that God you don't know. You don't know the doors he's opened. You, you don't know the valleys he brought me through. You, you don't know the mountains he brought me over. You don't know. Watch this. And instead of trying to make my story sound like yours, I'll just tell mine because mine is valid too. Wish I had a witness in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, re I remember. I remember when I was called to preach and I was grappling with my calling to preach. And I was always hearing people's testimonies about their callings when I was a child. And I would hear them say, Y'all know what they would say. They say the same thing. They say, I ran from the Lord. You ain't lying. If I'm lying, you know I ain't lying. I ran from the Lord a long time. I ran as long as I could, but he finally caught me. Wish I had a witness in here. And I heard that up to here. And I told the Lord one day, I said, Lord, if you call me, I will not let that be my testimony. If you call me, I will preach. I ain't going to run. Ain't gonna act like I don't hear you. But I gotta know that you call me. I gotta know that, that it wasn't the mothers, it wasn't the deacons, it wasn't my daddy, it wasn't my mama. I gotta know that you called me. Do I have a witness in here? Yeah, yeah, and, and, and when you start to pray to the Lord like that, he will talk to you and give you your unique story, your unique encounter, your unique calling, and you don't have to try to make your story sound like his story and her story, and we got the, no, I got a different story. And it's valid. Thirdly, 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 Use your own voice. Use your own voice. If, if you're not a theologian, quit trying to sound like one. I can't get I really. Amen. It, use your own voice. Your voice authenticates you. Sometimes I, it, it amazes me. I laugh sometimes, Derek. I got to be honest. When, when I hear preachers can be funny. We really can. Preachers can be funny. I, I, I sometimes when I'm out and I, I hear a preacher, and you already know he's a preacher. Because he talk like. I be saying, brother, you ain't in the pulpit now. Just Do you talk like that at home? I mean, when you with your wife, do you talk like that? Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Use your own voice. It authenticates who, who you are. 
and your own voice is good enough. You don't have to sound like something or someone that you're not. If you've only been saved a few years, quit trying to sound like you've been on the battlefield a long time for the Lord and you ain't tired yet. You just got saved last month. You ain't supposed to be tired yet. I've been fighting for a long time. Uh, January just left. Quit trying to sound like somebody. You are not. Tell your story in your own voice. It's good enough. Some young, some young saint needs to hear from another young saint of the struggle of the back and forth. You're still growing, you're still learning, and there's nothing wrong with you using your authentic voice. And all three of these, I'm wrapping it up, but all three of these points, we see, we see, we see in a passage of scripture that's very familiar. John chapter four, John chapter four, is where Jesus is having a conversation with, with a woman at the well. Y'all know that one, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and she's a Samaritan woman, uh, and Jesus is talking to her, and, and he's trying to have a spiritual conversation, and she's trying to keep it natural. And Jesus finally says, all right, if you want to keep it natural, fine. Go get your husband. And she says, now you're dipping. Well, she doesn't say that, but... She didn't say that, but she probably wanted to say that. She, she said, I perceive you are a prophet. She, she, she said, I, I don't have a husband. She, he said, yeah, you, you, you don't have a husband. You, in fact, you, you had five husbands, and the one you're with now is not yours. And, and, and she quickly changed the subject. She said, I perceive you are a prophet. Tell me, Jesus, where are we supposed to worship? On this mountain or on that mountain? Jesus says, no, you got it all wrong. It's not about the location of where you worship. It's about the condition of the heart of the worshiper. For God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him. And I wish I had some Bible readers in here. Worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman says, I know, he, she says, I know the Messiah is coming, which is called the Christ. And when he comes, he will tell us all things. And Jesus finally busts her bulb. He said, I am the Messiah. The one you're talking to now. He's having a conversation with you. Right now, in that encounter, the woman drops her water pot, goes into town, and starts testifying to everybody she saw. Watch what she said. Come see him. Who told me everything I ever did. Good God Almighty. Now, now, now I'm going to deal with that. But let me deal first with the water pot. Because, because she came to the well carrying a water pot. She, she came to the well with a pot. She was going to fill it with water. She was going to dip it from the well, fill it with water, take it back to her. But after her encounter with Jesus, she dropped the thing that she came with. 
I need to tell somebody that when you've had a real encounter with Jesus, the stuff that you've been carrying, you'll drop it. The stuff that's been weighing you down when you had a real encounter with Jesus, you'll drop it. The things that's been burdening you, the things that have been weighing down on you when you have an authentic encounter with the Christ, you'll drop it. She dropped, she dropped a pot and she went to testify. She went to talking about this liberating experience. In the text it says that she said, Mother, come and see a man who told me all that I ever did. And then she asked the question, is this not the Christ? Now watch this, y'all. She's talking to the men of the city. Ain't gonna deal with that too much, but interesting, she didn't, she didn't bring this conversation to the women. She brought this conversation to the men. It's an interesting position for her to be talking to men because she's had five marriages that did not end well. She's now with someone who is not her own. And she decides, you know what? I've been trying to be with a man. And these men have treated me wrong. Please understand, a woman in that day could not divorce her husband. The only way a divorce could be given, the man had to give it. And this woman then had been shamed. She had been embarrassed. Five men had married her, taken her home, and said to the public, something wrong with her. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Five, five men had, had taken her own and, and with this divorcement, they, they make a public declaration that, that she might be good for this, but she ain't good at that and don't fool with her. And she goes back to those same men and says to them, come see a man. Y'all missed it, y'all missed it. She goes back to them same men who rejected her and looks them square in the eye and says, come see a man. I'll show you who a man is. I, I'll show you what a man does. I, I'll show you how a man treats a woman. I, I'll show you how a man talks to a woman. Come see a man. All y'all been wanting is this, that, and the other, but I met a man. She, she said, she said, uh, she said, come see her. Come see, it's in the text, I ain't make it up. She said, come see a man. Men who either knew her or knew something about her. You know how folk talk. The news had been spread about who she was. And, 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 and here she comes saying, no, you don't know the whole story. Unfairly, we have painted this woman 
as something that scripture does not tell her, tell us that she is. Scripture does not tell us that she was a loose woman. Scripture does not, that, that's what we've done. We, we've made her this. Scripture does not tell us that she was a woman of the night. We made her that. But oh, if we could sit down and let her tell her own story. If she could tell her own story of how she tried to be a good woman. If she could tell her own story of how men abused her and misused her and, and used her for one thing and, and went on to the next thing. If she could tell her own story. <laughs> so, here, here are these men now confronted with another man. Confronted with this man who, watch this, who takes this woman who has been marginalized, talks to her, gives her dignity, shares with her empathy, and treats her as the human she is. Need you to understand something that our stories and our testimonies may serve as the relational bridge that Jesus walks across from your heart into the hearts of others. Listen to what I said. I said, your testimony may be the relational bridge that Jesus walks across from your heart into the hearts of others. Your in other words, because you have a relationship with some people, when you start telling your story, the relationship that you have with them becomes the bridge that Jesus used to get out of your heart into theirs. The same Jesus that touched your heart touches theirs. The same Jesus that turns you that turned you around turns them around. It's the relational bridge, and, and that's why you've got to be serious and honest and earnest about sharing your testimony because you never know the bridge that Jesus wants to walk across in order to bring somebody else into the saving knowledge of who he is. Our stories provide valuable context. They connect us. And hear me, your story may not reach everybody, but it will reach somebody. It may not touch everybody, but it will touch somebody. It may not speak to everybody, but it will speak to somebody, somebody who relates to your struggle, somebody who identifies with your pain, somebody who recognizes your questions because they've had the same questions that you have, somebody, somebody who, who, who wants to understand where they should be because they see where you've come from. Listen to it. She said, I'm going to wrap it up here. She said, come see a man who showed me all I ever did. Mm. Can you imagine the fear of those men? When she said, come see a man who knows everything. The stuff we've been keeping on the DL. 
comes ah, the stuff you've been wiping off of your history on Facebook come see a man who knows everything all that I ever did that's an inclusive statement that's an inclusive statement you have to be there to understand why this woman is so in shock. But, or maybe not, if you just think about all the things that you've ever done. And Jesus still taking the time to talk to you. You think about all the things that you've ever done that should have disqualified you from having an encounter with Christ. All the things that you've ever done that could have prevented the Lord from approaching you. All the things that you've ever done that didn't stop the Lord from touching you and changing you. All the things that you've ever done that were not, not, not enough for Jesus to give up on you. Think about all that you've ever done. video wasn't working but just imagine if you came in here this morning and your story and all that you've ever done oh we could sell popcorn hot dogs nachos you've ever done all that you ever done and he still loved you all that you've ever done and he still saved you all that you've ever done and he still washed you all that you've ever done and he still received you all that you've ever done and he still showed you mercy all that you've ever done and he still gave you grace all that you've ever done and he never gave up on you all that you've ever done and he still gave you another chance and another chance and another chance and another chance. That's why this woman got up and left her water pot. Because she said he knows everything I've ever done and still talks to me. Still walks with me. Still treats me like I'm somebody. Is there anybody in here? Who's glad this morning that you got a God who knows all you've ever done, but still holds you, still keeps you. She used her own voice. She didn't try to sound like nobody else. She just told her story. Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. She didn't try to sound like she had been to seminary. She just kept it real. And she knew that the men would know everything she was talking about. Come see a man that told me everything. She didn't try to validate her story because she knew it was already valid. Come see a man that's already told me everything and when she got through testifying the Bible says that many believed because of her testimony ah y'all missed your shout it's in the text keep reading it says many of the men 
believed on the Lord Jesus because of her testimony. But then if you keep reading, later on, Jesus comes to town, goes right to where the woman is, and he stays there for two days. And in the two days, he's talking to the men there. He's teaching them. He's preaching to them. He's changing them. And the text says that when he got through, the men who believed on him because of the woman's words, he said they believed on him then because of his words. Y'all missed your shout. What, what are you saying? I'm saying, listen, it's good to hear somebody else's testimony. But when you had your own, you can shout on somebody else's words. But when you've had your own experience with him, the men said, we believe because of what you told him, but we've talked to him ourselves. He's touched us himself and he's walked with us and now we believe, not just because of your words, but because of his words. His words have changed me. His words have touched me. His words have caused me to think differently about how I treat people. His words have caused me to see people not as property but as humans. His words have caused me not to go through life thinking that I'm entitled just because I'm a man. His words. His words. See, these are men. I'm talking to me. These are the men of that city whose heart was changed about how they felt about women. Don't miss that. He's talking to men and he's challenging them to not see women as property. To not see women as there for their own fulfillment. talking to men and saying that the way you've related to women is wrong. Come see a man. I promise you, you want to see a man. He's not in the White House. If you want to see a man, he's not in the government. Listen, I ain't trying to be political. I'm just talking about the way some men treat women. That's what I'm talking about. If you can't dignify, if you can't respect womanhood, you ain't a Come see a man. May the Lord bless you. May the 
Lord, keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. Gracious unto you. Give you his peace. We worship him. And we don't validate our worship. It's just for real. The doors of the church are open. Come now. You don't know my story or the things that I've been through. You can't feel my pain. You can't feel my pain. What I had to go through. What I had to go through to get here. You'll never understand. You'll never understand my pain. Don't try to figure it out. Don't try to figure it out. Because, because I worship. Yes, Lord. My worship is for Because my worship, my worship is for yes. You don't know my story. You don't know my story. Or the things. Or the things that I've been through. You can't feel my pain. You can't feel my pain. I had to go through what I had to go through to get here. You'll never understand my praise. You'll never understand my praise. Don't try to figure it out. Don't try to figure it out. Because? Because my worship. Yes, Lord. My worship is for me. I don't know about you, but I've been through too much. I've been through too much now to worship him. To worship him. <laughs> now that's my story. I've been.
Good morning, church. I am here this morning to share with you that I have made a decision, um, and I am desperately asking for your prayers, um, for your continued love and support. Last month, I qualified to run for the Mississippi Supreme Court. And this is not something that I can do alone. I didn't get here by myself to the Court of Appeals. I'm asking you for your prayers because I'm going to need them. God has walked with me all my life. And I believe that he's going to continue to walk with me through this journey. Amen. So please, the election is in November. So I've got to get to work. But Kay Chapel, thank you for everything. Thank you for always supporting me. Thank you for being my church family. And thank you for praying for me and being with me in this journey. Let the church say amen. Let's say amen again. <laughs> Judge, Judge Westbrook already sits on the Mississippi uh, Court of Appeals. She ran uh, to win that seat. She won that seat. That was not an appointment. She won that seat. Are y'all hearing me? We could very well see history in the making in the first African-American woman serving on the Supreme Mississippi Supreme Court. Do y'all understand the significance of that? I mean, we, we talk about black history. Let's do some black future. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Let, let's do some black future. In November, we can have the very first African-American female to sit on the Mississippi Supreme Court. And listen, and it won't be a handout because she's qualified. It won't be something that we just doing because she's already on the appeals. So we're going to pray for you. But then I, I just believe in my heart, you got some people in here who are going to work for you. Amen. Because faith without works, I wish I had a witness in here. Faith without works is dead. We're going to pray for you. Let's pray right now. Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you, O oh God, for the spirit of service and for this servant that you've given to us. God, we thank you for her work and for the quality of her work, for the critical thinking of her mind and for being willing to offer herself not only in the capacity that she now serves but in a capacity of future service. God right now as you have already ordered her steps we pray that you continue to do the same. Oh Lord open this door this great door of opportunity Lord and we will give you the glory the honor and the praise. We ask that you do it God because your word says that justice ought to flow down like a mighty river. 
we ask you to do it God because you told us that we ought to look out for the oppressed and and watch out for the widow and and make sure that the orphan has their needs met God you told us that you love justice and righteousness and so God by your spirit we pray now that you bless Latrice Westbrooks to walk in your will to walk in your way that no weapon formed against her shall be able to prosper oh we know politics can get dirty but we know God that you're above politics we know God that you sit high and you look low so God granted in Jesus name for his sake we pray amen amen and amen God bless you God bless you God bless you let the church say amen come on let's say amen again Gracious God, how thankful we are. We thank you that you're the God who knows all things. And in spite of everything that you know about us, you still love us. You loved us so much that you sent your son to die on Calvary's cross. And because of his death, because of the spilling of his blood and the giving of his body, we now have the right to eternal life. And so God, we pray now that as we take of this bread and drink of this cup, that we would be ever reminded of just how wonderful your love is, how gracious and how mighty and how marvelous your compassion for us is. Lord, shine your light from heaven upon our souls. If you find anything that should not be in this moment of self-examination, take it out. Remove it. And replace it with more of your power, more of your strength, more of your personality. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Break bread together.
us drink wine together. Let us drink wine together on a Let us drink If by chance there's anyone here with a gluten sensitivity, we do have gluten-free wafers available. If you'll identify yourself simply by raising your hand, Deacon Gentry will serve you that gluten-free wafer. We don't want anyone not participating for need uh, of diet sensitivities. Hands are being raised. You will be served. God bless you. Let us praise God together. Let us praise God together. together. Drink wine together.
Let's praise God together. Let us praise God together on our anyone been omitted and he took bread break it and blessed it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you likewise in the same manner he took the cup and blessed it saying this is the blood of the new testament which is shed for the remission of sin as often as we do this we do show forth his death and his suffering until he comes again let us drink together He sung a hymn and went out into the Mount of Olives. of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.